Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the CampCast. I'm Jason Falgerber, owner and director of Camp Menominee. Today on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. We went all the way down to Florida to interview 2013 Nate Wasserman Award winner, Andrew Blackman. Um, Andrew's hilarious. He had some incredible camp stories, some very hot camp takes, and it was just the two of us, a solo, and, uh, and it was great. And it was awesome catching up with with Blackman. Um, so I hope you all really, really enjoy that episode. But before we get to the interview, um, I wanted to shift gears for a minute and talk about something really sad and unfortunate that happened in the Menominee family last week. Um, one of our, our brothers, um, a true camp legend, um, and one of the the... 2001 Nate Wasserman Award winners next to next to Joe Klein, um, Scott Marcus passed away. And I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about it. Um, Scott and I were campers together. He's a few years older than me. We were on staff to, together for years. Um, we weren't as close. Um, I wasn't as close with Scott as a lot of other people uh, over the past 10 to, to 15 years. But it's impossible to overstate how much of a positive impact he had on on camp and and those around him. Um, if you really want to know the type of person that he was, just go on Facebook and check out what what Lauren Rue and John Sider and Todd Gustafson wrote about him, and the the dozens, if not hundreds, of comments from people sharing sharing memories about Scott. I wanna I wanna read some of them to you. Um, and I'm not going to name the names of, of the commenters, but, um, just people saying he was one of, one of my favorite counselors and his light was the brightest and it could possibly be. Um, I always looked up to him and, and remembered him coming up my first year, coming up to me after my first year camp when my lacrosse stick was out and, and giving me tips and playing with me. And I didn't know anyone yet. And he was so genuine and funny and new first year counselors saying they, they were there at the beginning of the summer, walking around aimlessly, not knowing what to do. And there was Scott with a, a massive smile and, and a hug, um, a camper saying, I remember coming back my, my second year and being so excited when I saw him, I yelled his name and we were running by each other and he stopped and gave me a hug and I had a, a really rough first summer and he, he helped me start my second summer off right. Um, I just dozens and, and so many people sharing, sharing similar, similar stories of how Scott brightened their day and how he was a friend to, to everyone and how lucky they were to, to know him from all across the, the world. These aren't just former campers, but people he, he was on, on staff with and people that he hasn't seen in, in 20 years that were sharing just some of the most incredible stories. I mean, he, he was one of those guys that just made your day better and was always on. And if you were near him and he was telling the story, you would sit there regardless of what else you had to do or anything else going on in the world. It was just about what Scott was telling you about in that moment. And 
he wrote, I, I was reading back. If you want to read some really amazing stuff, go back to the, like the 2003 to 2006 megaphones on, on our website and just read some of the articles that, that Scott wrote and how ridiculous they were and hilarious they were. And, and he would, one of the legacies that, that he'll leave at camp is as, as the boys grow up at camp and one of the things that we that we preach more and more every year that we try and that we try and share with them and individually and as a group and and really drive it home with the keylog ceremony and the way ceremony is how important it is to to be open and vulnerable and and share how you're feeling with with your family and Scott used to he was one of the first guys to to say to everyone around him how much he loves them and mean it and give you a hug and and be emotional and the irony just of how great he was of of telling people how much he cared about them and how much he loved them But it was something that that he struggled to share maybe how he was really feeling and, and what what was going on for him. And he was there for everyone else always. And and I know that our community will will truly love him forever and, and miss him forever. I'm going to share the link in the description for this episode to uh, to donate to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America um, in case you want to support what Scott's family put out there and to to help people be able to to share what they're feeling and get help when they need it and know that they have a a community, a massive community around them who who loves them and supports them for whoever they are and whatever they are and whatever they are feeling at any time in their lives. And that's that's what makes the camp community so special and and so important. And yeah, for a guy who was emotionally the way he, he talked to others way ahead of his time and, and someone who we will love and cherish forever. I'm going to try and find more, more clips, more things to, to share with, with you all how great he was and how important he was. So Scott, we're, we're going to miss you. We love you. We're here for your family. And and if you all want to know more, please visit the links that, that I put in the, the description and and read the stuff on, on Facebook because and Instagram because there is just some <laughs> Great stories, and and who knows? Maybe we'll we'll get Scott's close friends to together, and we'll do a 
uh, applaud for, for those stories because there are a few better and more entertaining than, than Scott Marcus stories across the years. So thanks for, for listening to me talk about that and, and for supporting each other and for all of you out there that, that were there to support his family and, and friends and give each other a hug. And this is the camp community is, is so amazing about this and you are all just the best and, and spectacular people. And, and I love you all for it. So thanks for letting me do that for a couple minutes. Um, there's not an easy transition into into a, what I thought was a, a really fun and, and awesome interview. And, and I hope you, you keep listening for, for Andrew because this was a, a really, really great episode. And to, to talk about multiple Nate Wasserman Award winners and, and yeah, so let's just, let's get into it. Um, here is, here's my conversation that I really loved with Andrew Blackman, and we're going to, we're going to celebrate Scott going forward in the, in the best ways that, that we know how. So, uh, yeah, enjoy this conversation with Andrew, but first Miles Provost. So we're we're rolling, we're live. Here we are. Um, this is the congratulations to to my esteemed guest and everyone because this is the first mobile like pod on the road with the mobile recorder that we're doing. Um, but we're here in Boca Raton, Florida, with Andrew Blackman. How are you? Jason Felgraber, I tell you what, I've been looking forward to being on the pod for weeks, months. I mean, ever since I heard what was the first episode with Josh Green, I mean, and then you did it with Sean. Wait, I didn't do it with Josh yet. I thought you did one with Josh. No, it was... Um, Who's the first? Wow. We did Shoney and Taylor. Shoney and Taylor were the first ones. And then um, we did Danny and Mizak and Robbie. So that's it. So it's only those two. Yeah. I mean, we've done like the recampables, like we've done like... Sure. But no, this is the first, this is number three in like the alumni of the series. files series. Yeah. By the way, we never got to what we were going to call it. Yeah. I had a good idea. Okay. I went with alumni almanac. Everybody likes alliteration. Ooh. Alumni atlas, you know, cause that's like a, you know, around the world. Shout out Atlas brothers. These know? aren't bad. Oh, you know sure. What? You know, how about that? It's they, about you're time. A big, you're a big fan it's of It's about so time we can... named something after, wow. after that's Jacob and Alec so Atlas. full circle. That's great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great if they listened the, the to alum, this. The alumni atlas, okay. alumni almanac. We'll let that breathe a little bit. Let's back yeah, up. We'll give it. We'll give it some. The speed. people need to know. The people need to get to know you. Sure. Yeah. Who are you? It's a bold assumption. Yeah, we gotta get. Uh, who am I? It's an assumption that they don't. 
No, no I was going to say, we got to get into that. Yeah. That's bold of me to just assume that. So I'll say I'm Andrew Blackman. I was a camper counselor and CIT for, uh, what was that? That was eight years, camper counselor, four years as a, uh, no, camper CIT, <laughs> four years as a counselor, 12 total years. We botched okay. that, had that going for a while. I was really thinking about the CIT. I was really trying to hit that. And I CIT's think I camper it. year. Yeah. So that's eight. Yeah. So 12 years total. Yes. 12 years total, four on staff and was a part of your first staff with Taylor and Shoney and the original Chunkers, which then evolved into 11E. So spot on with that story. Shout out Brian Bolgatz early and often probably in this episode, but he definitely at the canteen, in the mess hall. He said, I, I think you recalled that correctly. Yeah, it was the first, it was the table by the coffee. Absolutely. I remember the moment. I, right there. I was getting so, the sense that, that Shoni and Taylor didn't recall that specific moment. Oh, I very much remember. I'm glad yeah. that you do. Yes. And then Brian Bulgatz was, that was all him. And Chunkers then evolved into 11E as, as the circle expanded. Okay. So, so you, it's, it's come to my attention that you've prepared for this. Maybe yeah, more got, so than any other guest. Sure. We got, we got some notes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. 12 years. What was your first year? So yeah, that's a good start. We'll yeah, start, let's, we'll let's start, start there. And, let's start light. What was your first year at camp? My first year at and camp. And who were your counselors? was 2006. Okay. Uh, I went second session. My brother had gone in 2005. He really enjoyed camp. I'd gone to Banner for a number of years. Shout I out, ba- shout out Banner Day yeah. Campbell. I think a lot of Menominee alumni uh, went there. And uh, second session in 06, Nate Clifton, Gordon Spowage, and Zach Elman. That's Whoa. didn't really, you know, appreciate how great of a counselor trio I had. That is pretty cool that two of the three have gone back to fantasy camp since I've been there. Mm-hmm. Gordon was there, I think that was in 2020 yeah. or 2021. He's been a couple times. 2021. 2020 yeah. wasn't the year we didn't have it. And then Elman just came this past year. You had three kind of veterans like Nate. Yeah. Nate was an international that came back multiple years. Yeah, I think that was his first year, but he came back other years after that. Yeah. So he definitely... and What uh, cabin were you in? We were in cabin three. Okay. I was the youngest kid in camp in second session when I went. I was nine years old, turning 10. So wasn't... Wait, you were the youngest I kid the, at nine? I was the youngest kid... Sorry, second youngest kid behind, I think, Jimmy Sorensen, who was eight. That's that was a this, name. Yeah, that's a name and a half. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other people, like Scott Sharfman, I remember. Wiley Shapiro was in my cabin. Wiley. Um, man... I don't really, I, I, we didn't have that big were of a those cabin. Guys your, were those guys your age? They were my age. Scott okay. and Wiley were. The Sharfmans, we were pretty good family friends with them. So I knew Scott going into it. He had camp experience. He went first session. So okay. he was like the first friend that I actually had there. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like I always tell people this story. I ended up writing like my college common app essay about it. But like I hated camp like the first couple of days. And that's something that like people don't know. Like I vividly remember you know that little circle hole next to the near basketball court that was like dug out for a while right by cabin three there was like a red pole it's it's like sure. on the way to the mess hall you can just say remember it's kind of by like midcourt i remember sitting out by there on my hands and knees writing a letter back home like to my parents like pick me up like i can't do it did here. your brother help you out i'm so sad with well this? to get to that and like the first couple of days it was just like so sad and like david like Again, he was phenomenal the first couple of years. He was just like, Andrew, like consistently, he's like, stick it out. You're going to love it here. Okay. And 
again, like a good brother, he, he was right. I mean, I stuck it out. And then within a week, I, I was loving all the activities. And then we got into the Kawaga competition and the preparation. Then it was green and white. And then the summer was over. And I'm like, this, this sucks. Like, I want to keep going. You know, I, I loved it so it's much the, by the you end did of the it. classic. It's the classic camp story, the classic camp story. So, you know, I think that's, it's good for a lot of people to hear. Cause I think, you know, people see me and they see like that, like my last year, like that guy who's like, you know, always like cracking jokes and, you know, knows a lot of people and they don't remember. It was pretty humble beginnings for, for a lot of us and myself included that it is not easy to make the transition. A lot of kids go through it. And that's why I really like connected with kids early on that like struggled with that because I remember you, being in that position and how valuable camp was. Were for you me. one of, you were one of those counselors that connected with like the, I mean, Theoretically, every counselor should be good at that. It's their job, but some some struggle more more than others. Do is there a specific story of a homesick camper that you, as a counselor, like this wasn't on the list? Yeah, there was one. I mean, this is an interesting story. So one kid. Well, uh, we'll be Jack Kaplan. Let us be the judge. That's funny. (laughs) One Jack Kaplan. Um, He started his first year. I was his counselor. Cabin four. Uh, cabin four and I think cabin five also midway through the session, but he wasn't so much as like struggled like in the cabin, but like, you know, winning and losing. He was like emotional, kind of like myself. And I saw a lot of myself in him as a young camper. And I was just like, you know, this kid's like a great athlete, like awesome kid. He like loves camp. He's like so happy. Like I saw a lot of myself in him. So like, I always tried to like talk to him. Low key pats on the back for yourself there. With with what? Well, you yeah. said how like you saw a lot of yourself in him, and then you led with like great athlete, like awesome guy. I'm sorry, not nearly the athlete ever. That ever. you were? No, Jack is such no. Jack is such a better athlete than I am. Not even close. I can never be that level. Not not even close to to what Jack was. So he was a better a better version, I would say, of Do myself. Do you think but, you know that your work with, with Jack is the reason that he ended up following you to college? I mean, he's not there at the same time you sure. are, but, but like, a very he similar became path. a pitcher, pitcher like, like ended you, up going to camp, would have won Nate to... in 2020, you know, so that would have been you interesting. Know. See, I also, again, full circle with that common app story, you had to connect it to something else in life. So sure. when I had that experience my first year as a counselor, I predicted in that essay that Jack Applin would win Nate. That's a story that I don't think anybody knows in that common Wait. app. That you, was in 2000 and hold on. Yeah. Then no, you Jim. wrote an essay to get yourself into college talking about how a random person that has nothing to do with this college would win a, the Nate Wasserman award. I can't nominee. Correct. <laughs> and ended up getting into that school and that kid would have won Nate, but it didn't happen. What was, so the, the essay was about, no, it was your... about my camp experience. It was like talking about an experience that like shaped you. And I talked, it was, you know, more, more eloquent than what we, sure. you know, we're talking about here. I had time to write it out. And then I remember my teacher saying at the end, you know, connect it to, you know, did you have an experience where then you passed that along to somebody else and like guided somebody towards that. So Got that's it. where it kind of came full circle and with you, him. And you yourself I predicted that are a Nate Wasserman award winner. You know what? That's also an interesting topic. I am, but perhaps the wrong year. You're, you're the second Nate Wasserman award winner to be on this version That'd of the podcast. Correct. We had yeah. Robbie on last time. Yeah. Um, let's do What was that moment like for you? Why did you win the wrong year? That's an, that's an interesting one. This kind of goes into the hot take 
section. Okay, let's do it. You can get to that right here. Okay, let's jump right into it. So yeah, let's go formulate the twenty the twenty twelve year, and that was the whooping cough year. That was that was a tough one, and we didn't play the competition. But I was B and A captain for the British. We won that. Okay. Green and white captain dominated. This was your senior cabin year. This was my senior cabin year in 2012. BNA captain won that with the British. Nobody was a BNA and the green and white captain. That was kind of a, that was a mix up. That was a mistake that Steve made. It happens like if your age group's really small. Yeah. And we had a big age group. That was a thing. But I messed up and I remember my reaction to being announced a British and American captain was not the best. Right. You were probably pretty pissed because Because that meant probably no Twilight League. It might mean no green and white. Like, yeah, there was a lot that went with that announcement. So I like remember freezing going up and then of course like it would be like oh my god like i got to put on a happy face like it's like everybody would want to be in this position and i remember the next thing like i went up to steve i was like like i you know i've been here like i'm the most senior guy my age like i was really looking forward to being a green and white captain like is that gonna happen still he's like yeah like don't don't worry like you're gonna be good so i went with it it was all good and we won that dominated green and white taylor said that they won the sing I was blowing steam when he said that. We dominated that. That was probably one of the most lopsided green and whites of all time. You're the blowing white steam. You're blowing steam at what? Because he said that the sing was rigged in favor of our white team. And it's every, not. you know, the sing, I ran You know who sing. complains that the sing is rigged? The people, people that, that lose, lose the, the sing. People that lose the sing. Like, that's yeah. it. See, that doesn't need to it's go any great. further than that. Now, we should say that we're two people who won the sing we as did captain. Win the sing, so, yes. Like, but that's. But we won the sing. Yeah. I'm yeah, the owner of the sense. camp, and I could tell you the team that wins the sing should win the sing. And as green and white czar, I could tell you that that right. is a very official we process. We've together many you times. You get the score. We've done it together. Okay. It is very legitimate. So, again, going back to why it should have happened. So, 2012, we're getting ready for Kawaga. We didn't play first session. We're pumped. Nate Freifeld was the eventual winner in 2012. Nate ended up getting a concussion and we didn't know that we weren't going to play the competition. So Nate, it was announced that he wasn't going to play and he, everybody in camp loved him. It was a whole thing. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, like you're so sorry. Like we felt horrible because like we knew how much it meant to him rallied around him, like built up a lot of momentum. And then that announcement happened that Danny referred to. We ended up not playing, but that was what people ended up remembering about, like the competition was Nate and that whole situation. Like Nate's bravery, like right. Nate's like commitment to the team. That whole there thing, is, which I was, again. There's a history at camp of, of a moment. awards or moments based on like not being able to, like how you respond to an injury or Absolutely. something like that, which you know what, like, yeah, it says something about your character. Yeah, and Nate is, was But tremendous. there's a big difference between Nate moments and like winning Nate. Right. Every, that, lots of people can have Nate moments. Like Shoney's Nate moment. You remember that? Well, oh, wait, you, were, you probably weren't there. No, I wasn't. I, we'll get to, I was only there when you guys were really young. 2013 wrestling when Shoney I was picked the in. kid up from Kawaga and dropped him like twice. And Shoney doesn't wrestle. I mean, you know, you know Shoney, Justin Shoneman. He was on the pod, nine and a half year camper counselor. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you, no, we love Shoney. No, it's 10 years. It's 10 years. We love you, Shoney. And we were so sad after losing the 16A game, but he dropped this kid and it was like everything was just like made up for in that moment. Like I remember being like so happy and like he won and it was just like, it was so cool. But that, that, that was a tough time, but wait, okay. Circling back to that the whole, back. Yes. So you, you didn't win Nate in 2012. I Nate, didn't win Nate, Nate in did. 2012. And then in 2013 I was a CIT and like as a CIT, like I didn't really felt like I was a leader. I didn't really feel like I did that much. Like 
I felt like at that time it was maybe more of like a legacy award, which Lifetime achievement. it, it, it could be, and maybe, you know, that's something that could factor into the criteria and something that we could talk about, you know, a little bit later. But I think that there were more deserving candidates in 2013. And I think that someone else should have won that year. Who? I, I tell you, I think that Brandon Potasnik was a great camper. Uh, and he was 14. And I know a lot of wow. people that voted for him. And I honestly didn't think I was going to win. You remember, you were like, what was that moment? I didn't really know because my brother had a lot of his friends and they were a big part of who voted for me. If it wasn't for them and like Jonah and Rebo and David and Eli and balls and all those guys, I don't know. If that's I a lot of people. And again, I still don't know if I won the popular vote to be honest it's, with you, Jason, that could be a deep conspiracy. But that year in 2013, I don't know many people that, that, that voted for me. Man. Sometimes so, it's not all about that. Sometimes it's not all about that. But, um, Oh, okay. there's one vote that matters. It's a yeah. great story. But yeah, so again, it's like I just so were you surprised I felt like I when you that. won? I, I wasn't I wasn't surprised because it got to the subnates and I was the only person that hadn't won a subnate. Right. So like everybody won, even Brandon got See, one. So it's like when you got to that, then it's like you know. So this who is really, gonna win. Yeah, this is a But it still didn't take away from the moment. We haven't figured out a way to just, do this right. Yeah. Because so that we don't call them subnates anymore. We just oh. call them the values awards. Sorry. But Anyway, don't, I, don't hate it's, on me. it's a Jason oh, thing yeah, because no. I feel like yeah. subnates makes it seem like those awards are less like, sure. I, I want them to meet the values, whatever it is. So we no, do, we do our honor campers. Then we do our values awards. And then there's always that person that didn't get any of those. And then they're like, can people know who kind of is up there for Nate? And yeah, it's a, yeah, I, we I can't do that to a kid where it's like you can't get down to two and then it's like one kid gets Nate and the other kid gets nothing. You know, there's no way to like, you, but like it's, you can't do that. Like I, I would love so, to find a way to award Nate in a way where the person doesn't like see it coming. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because yeah, does, you've like, yeah. you've earned that. Yeah. So it should be the last it was thing. cool. And I had a picture here too with like Cooper and Ryder Spectre like hugging me in oh, cabin three one. when I was right, like as you walk up towards the stage. It was that was it, I would it was awesome. But I remember um, my brother too. That was a lot of a lot of good stuff. Would that. you say that that is like what's your what's your best camp moment? Is that it? Like is that it? Or are you moving to staff? Like are you are you moving Man. to the pitch? Like see the thing about the pitch is that pitch wasn't the best pitch that I ever threw in my mind. Really? There was a game in 2008 when that we played Ojibwa. What year 13A. was? 13A. Okay. First session, we were at Menominee. 13-unders and 16-unders were at Menominee. We lost every single event throughout the day. Yeah. Except we went to 13A and 16A softball. We had lost everything. David was 13. He pitched 16A. I was 11. I was. Yeah, we won 16A. Right. Yeah. David pitched. He was 13, pitching for 16A. Wait, in 2008? In 2008. No. Yeah. I was the 16A softball coach, Bill Sessions. David didn't pitch for me. Against Ojibwa? Uh -huh. 2008? Yeah. Could be 2009? Could be, because I wasn't there for a session for that. That that might make a lot more yeah. sense. Could I be a year off? I was there second session, 09. That that might make sense. Yeah, either, it wasn't 08. 08, 09, I either way. Because it was 16 and 13. He okay. pitched the 16. I was 11 going I was eleven going on 12 pitching in that 13A game. We had a terrific team against Ojibwa, big underdogs. Mm -hmm. Low-scoring game. I mean, it was like 2-1, two, 2-1, sure. whatever. Um, going into the last inning, we literally got a runner on first. 
ground ball to second base as Blake Schlin got to second. This kid's faster than Tyreek Hill. I mean, this was unbelievable. This kid had wheels. Ended up getting to third and then scored with, with one out on like a ground ball. It was unbelievable. We go up by one going into the ninth inning. First pitch comes to me the next inning. Ground ball. I got it right off my hands. I make an error. So we're down. We're up one. Which I will. Bottom of the seventh. Let me give you credit for yeah. being one of the better fielding. It's reaction time. You you are great. You got good hands. You're Thank a great you. fielding pitcher. That, that means a lot. Thank yeah. you. Soft hands. Yeah, that was good. But um, bottom of the bottom of the seventh. Runner on first. There was there was an error. So um, we got a guy out. Runner moved to second base. Next batter. I ended up striking him out looking. And now at this time, like the whole camp is around as my first 16 inch game ever, two outs, bottom of the ninth, Oh, two count, throw the pitch ended up being a ball. It was a one, two count, throw another ball. It's two, two. And I remember, I don't remember who my coach was. I want to say it was Josh green. I don't know for sure. They're like, just get it up there. I remember taking the pitch. I throw it up there. Ball lands. Eli Greenspan is the ump strike three and the game. That was my first 16-inch game ever. Two strikeouts in a row to end the game. There was more of a crowd there for, than my 16A game. And then my last game I ever pitched was the pitch. The pitch. So my first 16-inch game ever ended with Which, a strikeout. And the last one... For the people. Yeah. What year was the pitch? Seven, that was 2017. 17. Counselor Softball. Man. We're up a bunch. <laughs> right? Like... We, we were up a bunch, but it, it was, I don't know if it was that many. It was like 12 to seven or something. Yeah. And like yeah. they had guys on two outs, like Ty comes up to the plate. Ty, director of yeah. the other camp. And like, yeah. it was just, it was the, the pitch you threw went over the backstop and the lights. Like yeah. it was as high as it could get. And it like, yeah, it was struck, great. It struck but out swinging. That was, my, yeah. My question to you is when did you... And we're going off script a little. I want to get yeah, to some of this Yeah, we got to get stuff. to some of these. I know, sure. but we're, we keep... I want to, like, you have a swag about you when you pitch now. Yeah, and like sure. When, like, I've seen you throw pitches and start walking towards the dugout. Oh, man. Like, I know that's strike three. <laughs> man, and was... when did you, when did that, like, kind of arrogance, like, I don't want to get, it's a, it's yeah. a confidence, but it's, there's a little cockiness there and a little gamesmanship. When yeah. did that when did you get that? Was it as a staff member, or as a camper? No, I mean it, it had Jason. It, I guess bad, but it's got to be pretty early on. <laughs> the last game I played in the field was third base. Ten years old on eleven C. I played third base next yeah. to Elliot Rubio, who's left-handed shortstop, by the way. Which don't know who let that happen. But we ended up we we dominated. It's it was softball. a good game. If you're it's good softball. Enough, you Come can play on, left-handed. you can right. play. We dominated them. Didn't matter. Every year outside of that, I pitched. I, I don't know what it was. Something clicked after that game. I just started to pitch. It was, I don't know what it was, 12-inch. And I just, I loved pitching because you were involved in every single play. You always had the ball. You can control the pace. And you could just, like, you could just, like, frustrate people. And I, I love just, like, getting the first pitch up there, throwing a strike, and then just, like, taking control of every single at-bat. And I, to be honest with you, too, weren't a lot of cool like it wasn't a cool thing to be a pitcher back in the day i'm not you know, gonna i'm not gonna take a stand on this but i want to know your answer because i like your yeah. i sometimes like your rational confidence where <laughs> how often like how often do you think about yourself in the pantheon of of 16 inch pitchers of menominee and like are you are you willing to say that you think 
you're the best one to come through or are you not because there's been 90 some years and you can't realistically measure yourself up against everyone? Well, I'm just a, you know, I'm a believer in hum- human evolution. So I just think that, you know, I was better than the guys in the, in the thirties. I just believe that like athletes today are better sure. than athletes back then. Um, I mean, look at you. Right. I mean, peak, <laughs> peak athleticism right here, of course. Um, that, 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 that's an interesting question, Jason. I, the only person like my brother, like I looked up to him and like, I wanted to be like him and he was tremendous, especially as a 12 inch pitcher. I remember being out on the tennis courts during the twilight league championships one year. Someone came up to me and said, your brother threw a one hitter in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? He threw a one hit, give up one hit in a softball game. I mean, that's, that's incredible. So like I always had something to like reach like David set the bar pretty, pretty darn high. So I always just like, I just wanted to like be like, just kind of like be like him and like try to like get to that level. So like he was the one that really pushed me from a young age to like want to be like that. And he was fiery and he was competitive and that just carried over. But to answer that question, the only person that I believe that I've seen 16 inch that I I would put up there also, I I think Sammy Carl, when he came to fantasy camp that one year, um, he was really impressive. Like just mm-hmm. standing out there against him and like his whole like demeanor as a pitcher. Yeah, you guys he was have very similar swag. Yeah. He had you. a lot of swag and that's like admittedly, like it's intimidating to like go up against. And we grew up in an era that was pretty rich. I mean, we had 16 inch. It was me. It was David. It was Jack Lazar. And when I was young, I know Cameron Rubin was one of the pitchers and Brett Davidson was another one. We had some your family now, like we were like between David and then you and, and now Benji. Benji. Yeah. Like that's, that's a lot. Awesome. That's, that's a pitching legacy. That's one of the coolest things about it. I will tell you as an, as an outfielder. So I've been in left field and center field for, um, Sammy Carl's best games for like Josh Green had some incredible games for, yeah. for you and for Benji. And like, it's really cool to see when, when good pitchers are locked in that are throwing, that are throwing yeah. moon balls, like throwing the version of softball heat from the outfield. It's yeah. just like, it's, a, it's boring to be back there cause nothing happens, but it's really cool to, yeah. to watch. Um, okay. Let's get, let's do yeah, some, we'll stuff. do some, yeah, all right, let's do some quick some hits. The... And then I want to let you roll with some of the stuff you, all right. Um, you said, I, sorry, I turned off the mic. You told me not to do that. That's strike one. Are you still, we're no still canteen. On? Yeah. You're yeah. still good. Um, okay. Talk to me about your favorite counselor growing up and like the counselor was the most influential on you. And I want to know like a former camper and I want to know like an international. So former, former camper, the first person I had interaction with was Josh green at the rest stop on the way up to camp. He's getting so much love. He got a lot. Of, he got a lot. Of, that's why I thought he was on. He just kept getting shout He kept getting shout outs, but Josh green, I remember being at that same rest stop, getting the sandwiches and be like, Oh, like your baby black, your, your David's little brother. And I just like, by I the remember, way, the term baby black is the most Josh green term. Yeah. Of all uh, time. It's great. And I just like, remember like his, he was like so happy and like smiling and so energetic. And I was like, Oh, like this, this, this place is so cool. Like this guy's so nice. And then I told you immediately what happened when I got there, I was freaking out. So early he was somebody that like immediately like made, you know, made an impact on me. And I remember that interaction and then Bulgats going through the mess hall with the bananas. I mean, Taylor and Shoney talked about it, but that dude just like, commanding a room like just taking everybody's attention putting it on him and just making everybody laugh like day in day out and like knowing what to say at the right time and just he was he was awesome and again like not a guy who was like 
the biggest, the strongest, the best athlete ever, just like the best dude in the world. And like, that was somebody that's like, I want to be like that. Like, I want to be that guy. Like when I'm older, like, you know, be on the mic in the mess hall and like, everybody's looking at you and like laughing. And he was just like, again, like I, I don't even have the words to describe it. He was just like such an amazing influence, such a great guy. And it was so cool that he came back for a couple 2015 yeah. it was a lifesaver for two weeks yeah and just to like have him on like i just had the best memories as a young kid and then like having that come full circle we'll, uh, that was so we'll talk was, about you on the microphone that was at awesome. camp later um, oh man all yeah. right what about international uh international staff so i when i was going through this and putting it together it said your favorite counselors and i realized that the list i compiled was mostly internationals nate clifton i talked nice. about when i was in cabin yeah. three I remember the image of him sneaking a little TV into our cabin during uh, our sneak out when I was in cabin three. We watched Lilo and Stitch on this little thing, and he Fantastic. brought it in, watched it with him. I still have a vivid memory of that. Um, Andy Schofield and yep. Sam Lazar, that was an awesome like cabin counselor situation that we had in cabin 12. I think we were 13. Sco- Andrew Schofield... Again, waterfront director, you, you're a great friend of yours too. Just, just love the him. best. He's so. It was his birthday yesterday. Happy, happy birthday, Andy yeah. Schofield. He was awesome. I loved him and just perfect international. Another guy that didn't get shouted out. They want to bring up Mitch Edwards. Okay. He was my counselor. I think we were in cabin nine and ten, and then nine and fourteen. Nine first session, fourteen second session. Just an, like Australian guy good looking fella as well. And I just remember like looking up to him and he was just, it was just like so cool. Like every word that came out of his mouth was like Australian. I was dude. like, man, like I want to be like this guy. He, uh, last just, I, last I heard of Mitch, he was living in Chicago cause he no. came to a Nawas camp event. That's awesome. Um, yeah. at flight club at Mrs. Place. That's amazing. A few years ago. Yeah. Um, okay. Great, great counselor. Yeah. Anyone, any other counselors you want to shout out? Man, I mean, Sam Lazar, like you said, like an American counselor, we had him when we were when we were 13. And then we had him as our senior cabin counselor, too. Like he and Danny were Mm -hmm. best friends. And like Danny would always be around like those two guys were they they were they were the dudes. What's your guys that you wanted to be like when we were growing up and senior senior campers? What's your biggest camp regret? (laughs) Wow. I mean, we're just, you know switching gears quickly yeah we're just uh, we're going number fire. one again like you don't have the programs we you didn't have them back then that you do now for counselors that potentially want to return to do you know some sort of internship at camp sure whether that be media related uh that you know go, not going back in 2018 and just like being at apt every day like shout out apt i love the place love the appliances don't you know keep i forgot we, that you did that you know but like man that's just like users uh, loading trucks right no, I was at the uh, I was at the you? customer service counter oh, okay. like every day, and we were scanning items. We were there, and it's just like looking back on it, it's like I didn't do anything that summer, and that is terrible. Like, <laughs> I could have gone back to camp; would have been my thirteenth year. Would have been with all my former campers on staff, the the Doy Boys, mm-hmm. all those guys, and then Ethan was there also. Like that was tough. We visited. We gave some five year jackets that year. We that did was a podcast. Fun. We did a podcast yeah. episode. That was a lot of fun. Um, Who'd you give a five year jacket to? case rats laugh nice yeah okay um camp grudge you got one um wait i uh, but wait. another one okay uh, with the that i actually want to get to with the um the regrets the regrets was not trying the menominee masters my senior cabin or cit year you and i share that 
Um, I didn't do it my senior cabin year. And I, the reason I regret it as much as I do is because I made a conscious decision that it was the downside far outweighed. Do you were positive. afraid to lose? I was, and again, and that's so not like me. And that's something that like, you never heard me, but like I was, I would go out, I would be at camp, I would be enjoying it and I wouldn't play golf and I'd go out there and I would really struggle. And I came back one year after I lost, I think it was like 2011. I just remember how like distraught I was. Listen, and like people, people were like giving me a little crap. And I was like, the people should know on, that like, under this confident, masculine, like exterior right. that we see in sure. front of us is a, like you're a sensitive boy. Of course. No, I'm the first one to admit it. Yeah. I was going to like, and I was early in that age. I think I was defined by like my success and. I just didn't want to put myself in a position where I knew I couldn't be my best self. And I knew I wasn't playing golf. I knew I wasn't going to go out there to win. So I was like, there's no reason for me to play. Looking back on it, having two green jackets and being tied with two other people, I would, I could have won one of those two. And then be the only three time master Menominee masters. No one's ever winner, won three. No one's ever won three. Wow. So I'm stuck at two and then could have played those two years, which is just that's it's just don't kids they were listening out there that's just again you learn that when you're older that's just the wrong mindset try things put yourself out there if you fail you only get better and you only learn from so it. you're in media so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a great transition here and i think you're Uh-oh. gonna appreciate this I'm gonna love it. okay yeah. so one of my regrets was not doing the master senior cabin year but i did do it cit year but um, Gus Stewart, who was a great guy, but he was the, the guy that ran golf, put a handicap on me because oh, I was a CIT and he thought that I shouldn't be at the same playing field as everyone else. So I didn't even like qualify cause he put like a 10 stroke handicap on me. So I kind of hold a grudge there. That's so a legitimate Andrew, grudge. Let, me, let me ask you about your camp grudges <laughs> and I'm going to pound out the, uh, the transition there. I was going to say, we, do we have to scroll down here? Biggest camp regret. Yeah, it's uh, what what? It's num- number thirteen. Oh yeah, it's number thirteen. Well, I wrote down some notes here. Oh, oh Jason. Well, again, <laughs> Danny. Oh man, there's one that I'm not going to get into. I think that's fairly obvious. Um, okay. 2012 senior cabin year Kawaga. I don't. The fact again that the fact that it didn't happen the second session. It is what it is. Like like just nothing that could have been done, and I understand that. But. The first session, that was the first year we didn't actually play Kawaga first session either. There was no count. It was just like a, hey, you know, we're not playing them first session. We don't have the numbers. We're going to make a whole big competition. Second session is going to be great. Got to second session. We didn't get that. So never getting to like run out like through the cabins like that. That was difficult. And that was tough. I got to do it as a counselor with with those uh, the Doy boys when I was their counselor in 18. So that was pretty cool. Um, but the other one that's actually pretty. So this is, that's more of a regret. Yeah, I guess that's kind of more, it's kind of more of a regret. I guess the grudge is like not. I want the grudge to be pettier. I should change the question to like. So this is. Like I want the most petty nonsense. So this was, this is actually one that you're going to like. And I said just, and I wrote it out and said, I wasn't going to read. I said, just because you aren't at the last night of camp ceremony, the awards doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't be able to win Nate. Oh, and I think that's a is very this a good take. take. A, this is no, this, this is, is this a is a grudge because in one year, the Nate Wasserman one, then this is very tailored towards that, but I have, you know, strong takes on it. Sure. That would have been, been my senior cabin year. So that would have been 2000, uh, counselor year. So that would have been 2014. What year did Max win? Patasic? 15. Yeah. No, 16. 2016. Yeah. I wasn't there. In what about 2017? That was 
That was um, Harris. That was Harris. Yeah. So I was 2016 or 20, I think it was 2016 because Brett ended up leaving early. Mm. And I remember vividly having a conversation with you. I said, I don't understand why Brett can't win because I wanted to vote for him. You said, can't vote for Brett because he's not going to be there. And I said, that's such a legacy award that like you go back to fantasy camp and you look in the rafters like, oh, like this guy won Nate, this guy won Nate. It's a shame that neither, I guess, Brett nor Jonah because two of the best camp people that have never, that did not win Nate, and I can say that confidently, I love both of them and I don't want to be biased, but those are two that, again, both should It doesn't have, always play out that way. And it doesn't always play out. And I just think that the fact that the Arizona school system started earlier than the Illinois school system, that should not be the reason that Brett Weiss and Jonah Weiss don't have their name up in the rafters. And when you put it that way... I don't think there's an argument that can be made against just because the Arizona school board decided that they're starting well, this day that, you know, here's the thing you can't like, I can't, that was my, yeah. I can't take myself back to those years and tell you that the sure. decisions would have been different in the sure. room. Yeah. Um, because like people still voiced their opinions and sure. like, I, I don't remember the conversations. Yeah, yeah. I wish I remember them more vividly <laughs> than I do. Um, but these aren't, those aren't grudges. That's, I mean, it's a hot, these are hot takes. This is a hot take. All right. Well then I guess Do I you got, have other hot takes. I, I guess I got loads of hot takes. Is a grudge like the fact that I never got to even be considered for a 16, a softball coaching position. That's a grudge against me. No, it wasn't for like, they were, when I was a counselor, against, yeah, I was would, never, I was never even considered just because I think you of the were person and under guy. Yeah, and then my last Every, right, and my last year, I, I took a firm stand and I said I want to coach at the sixteen unders, but it wasn't an option for me to coach sixteen A. So I said who I will take the option. I mean, Shoney was the head of softball, and I don't I don't remember who was with him. I mean, that's something. Again, I think I was so I think so you, much of a character that I don't think a lot of people took me seriously when like the serious stuff came up. Every like generation has and, those guys that like just run the 13s. Yeah. Like, and that was you, yeah. you ran the 13, but here's the thing. That, yeah. If you would have cared that much, like if you would have done it, if you would have yeah. come and like sat out and like, but this is hindsight, you know, yeah. it's like looking back and be like, That's it would have been, been, it's a regret. I don't think you understand cool. the grudge thing. <laughs> a girl, I just like, I don't, I love camp. I a don't grudge have, would like, be like this guy took my, like spot here or like this guy all like took my canteen like like stupid yeah, like but- the most and you might not have one and what you, the stories you're telling have merit and they're they're like your truth and that's great they just don't yeah. fall under camp grudge that's all yeah I guess that's fair, but I'm just, you know, I'm such a positive and happy guy. Like, like if I don't, you, have, a, I don't if, have a grudge, you held, I, I'm trying to like, if you held a grudge against Shoney because I, he, I love Shoney, he asserted I love his personality I, I to coach 16 all those years. And you asked him one year if you could do it with him and he pushed you out. Right. That's, that's a, grudge. a grudge. Yeah. Did that happen? No. Can we say that happened? We, I mean, for the people, we could say that <laughs> happened behind the scenes. Shoney and I are, yeah, um, he's the best. Okay. So you said hot takes. I mean, I do. I mean, I guess yeah, I have like hot 40 takes. hot takes now that we're talking about. Let's hot go takes. hot takes and then we'll go your favorite co's of all time. Do you know what number that is on this sheet here? Um, I, I, I've got, oh yeah, it's right under it. Hottest Menominee take. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, the way is way too far away. Can we just get that out of the way? I mean, uh, that's a, first of all, let's do this. Not, not intentional. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Well, 
It's I, your hot take, and this is a great hot. Okay, this is a it. great hot take. Okay. If, if a hot take makes me want to push back, and this is a like, good hot take. And then. go, yeah, so this you, is you like this. this is okay. great. I'm I'm ready for it. This okay. is a great hot take. Here's here's why the way is in a perfect spot because you should spend like it's a ten minute walk. It's it less, and to to spend that time walking quietly under the like stars on a beautiful night, just like taking a stroll and being able to collect your thoughts in a way that you never really have a chance to throughout the week to like get to that place, I think is beyond worth it. And I think that if it was just walk down to the campfire, it would have less of a, an aura of significance. And I will say that since you left, I think that the stuff we're doing out there has become more meaningful. Okay. And so, so it matters more. Like, I think they're walking out to a place that like something is happening there that means that every year means something more and more. Yeah. Well, I think there was a t- my argument. No. And I, I think that it's perfectly valid and that's good. And I'm get, I might have to experience that myself. Perhaps I'll, you know, I'd love an invitation out there. Um, but I, I loved when Pam and Tom brought the key log. I thought that was a it's valuable part of it. Thing. And I yeah. always loved making I, every, every way I would always make a key log. But yeah, a lot of like the speeches, it's just like you're dependent on like 16 year olds, 15, 16 year olds that like, sure, maybe don't necessarily like, maybe these guys aren't writers. Maybe they're not like great. They go to school and they're like, hey, I don't want to write this essay. Right, and they're like forcing to write away speech. No, it, you know, they it's, are CIT yeah. counselors that can help yeah. them. And but I've yeah, challenged was, them to, yeah. to make them more unique because the, here, my camp, and this isn't a hot take, but my, one of my sure. like things that drove Please. me nuts always is the like, Today, or uh, I want to call up Andrew Blackman. Andrew has been, this is Andrew's fifth year at Camp Menominee. And whether it's on the softball fields or the soccer fields or the basketball courts, Andrew has always shown great sportsmanship. And for this, the Menominee family wants to thank and honor him. And yeah, we've gotten away from that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, you know, cause personally I took the time, like I enjoyed writing. Sure. I ended up, Taylor mentioned, we did the, the megaphone that one year. It was a great megaphone. It was a lot of fun. And we took time and like put that into the speeches and, you know, I, I never got like a, I never got a, an arrowhead. Like really the first arrowhead I got was in 2000 and uh, 11, my senior cabin year for determination. David Rebo gave it to me. I remember okay. it was a very significant moment cause like my whole life, I never got an arrowhead and I'm like, what do I have to do to get it? Like, what do I have to do to get one? And I'm like, you know, I see all these other people. I'm like, man, I, I felt like I deserved it. That meant a lot to me. Do you think you were an Shout underrated camper? When did you come into your own? When did you come out of your shell? That's, that's a great question, Jason. Because think- I think the person that, that, that you see now is the person that, I mean, developed over the course of, I mean, 12 full years. I mean, kind of the transition I think took place. Yeah, I'm probably like in cabins like nine and 14. That was probably my fourth year at camp. Right. I mean, you really started to be comfortable. And a big part of that was like having a brother who was two years older and like connecting with that age group and like kind of being like cool with them. It like, you know, it made you, it elevated yeah, your you status also, a little bit. I had a brother, which was, which was, you big. also came into camp like, like Blackman. It's a funny name. Yeah. You're like goofy. And it like, there's yeah. a lot, there's like a, there's a caricatureness that I think you have to overcome. Yeah. And, I also think there were like some skit nights too. Like David really, 
made his name and like on the skits. I remember he did one where he was like on the toilet, like screaming, like he had like headphones in. It was like, it was, I don't remember who he was impersonating, but that's where (laughs) David really like gained his, his whole like confidence. Like I didn't get, I didn't get a lot of, but like we didn't overlap that much. Yeah. But I always, again, it's, it's David. I was always like, David was, was great and funny on stage. So like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be like, like him. He was a big, you know, he was like a camp idol for me, like as a brother. And, you know, I, I, you, you might understand that, but you know, there, there's a lot of younger brothers that probably do, but like having him and his age group and they were phenomenal. Um, okay. So yeah, we can, we can keep, I don't want to, no, this is we great. Got, we got the questions. Who, so let's do favorite, favorite and least favorite co-counselor you've ever had. Yeah. I also have another hot Menominee take, but this is a, a competition take. So we'll get back into some competition okay. stuff. Favorite co-counselors. See, this is interesting for me because, you know, you always tried to balance the good with the bad. And sure. so I never, you know, I never got the cream of the crop here to work with in terms of, uh, of co-counselors. I wrote out a whole list of co-counselors. I had Kevin Cronin, good co-counselor. First year is pretty good. Kevin Cronin, Richard Schlecht. That was, that I was didn't know it. these guys. You didn't. Oh, people forget Harsh. You know Harsh. Uh-huh. We had a we had an interesting situation before Harsh and I became co-counselors. Um, figured that out, and he was a great co-counselor. Like okay. he was one of the best ones that I had. Uh, Terry Jones, TJ. He was a good you one. Had I had TJ oh, with right. the Doy Boys in for 13. four weeks in twelve. In twelve. Me and TJ for two weeks because we actually were pretty. Sh- I didn't think we had that many, so TJ had to go into a cabin for yeah. the first two weeks. And he knew that age, and it was because me and TJ. That, that was year, a power. That a year, power like duo. we we had more kids. Si- like we didn't anticipate an influx of campers for second session that yeah, we got. Right, and so TJ went into a cabin. Yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, look, we could have done it ourselves. And those kids on they were those kids were so great. They could have governed themselves, and they would not have gotten into trouble TJ at fourteen. TJ doesn't get enough, like enough historical. People don't talk about TJ. Yeah, he does. He kind of, and he was there a while. Yeah. Which is, he 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 was there for five years. All right. What about, at least, yeah, TJ, Tom Scott, Mike Bland. Mike Bland is on your list of, I mean, this is just all co counselors. Yeah. My best, yeah. Well, the best one of all time is probably Festy or, okay. You guys had a difficult, you guys had such a hard time. We, you see, you say that I had such a tremendous time my last year with those 14 year old kids like Case, Gavin, Bihar. Yeah. It's a really difficult, that was a a a very challenging group. It was. It was a very challenging group. They're a great group, but that was an extremely challenging group of campers, even they'll tell you that. Yeah. I don't know. I I think you're you're blocking out and burying. I, oh no, I know what you're, yeah. Um, There's a couple, but I wasn't there for that. I, so I wasn't present. So okay. I think we put that on. Who is who is the worst co you've uh, ever had? Man, I mean, the situation, <laughs> if he's listening to the podcast, it'd be tough. But the Mike Bland situation <laughs> with There's Sam no Miller, way he's listening. Yeah, I was going to say. That was, a, that was a tough one. What was I going to do in that situation? I mean, was I going to, I was going to step in there? I don't, oh, yeah. It, listen. We, you answered the question. We don't have to get. We don't <laughs> have to like, get it was a weird. Right? Yeah, I thought I thought they were like joking around, like roughhousing, and then I was like, yeah, it's all right. Well, we're chill. Um, okay, let's go two ways with this. One, yes, camp vernacular that sticks in your head that you use in your everyday life. 
hiatus was a good word that you said that you never remembered it after a brief blank year hiatus this person is back at the confines you know See, way speeches we're going back to that that was a big thing in the way speeches. yeah it was it seems like it for you guys it didn't it wasn't for See, us. isn't it weird the things that stick yeah. with certain ages like hiatus that was a big thing for us um and then what else Man, I, I mean that like so, just different like sayings every year. There would just be certain sayings every year that would come up. It would be was like, naturally you naturally? Yeah, I think a lot of these things I just like that was you. That was a hundred percent a Blackman original. Yeah, that's amazing. That still goes. That still goes. I just like it's, that's not even good work. I mean that's just why it's naturally. It is. It's yeah, sure. It's funny. It's yeah. it's sarcastic it's I'm just like, like the like the migos ad lib guy i'm like sure naturally yeah. like i just throw it in at the end and, and that all, stuff sticks like, i don't know what it naturally is naturally is naturally is like that's and honestly it's yeah. bringing a smile to my face i i didn't know that that was yeah. a thing literally People, every time like eight-year-old kids just saying like, every time it's so cute we and the guys that are announcing it will always pause that's great <laughs> naturally there can only be one winner naturally Naturally. Yeah. It's a, it's great. <laughs> that's so Do you fun. think that's your camp legacy? Oh, did you know that that's your camp legacy? No, I didn't. I didn't. You no, also. I think our, our legacy is more intangible. Like you, okay. you asked Taylor and Shoney that it's not so much is what we did, but it's the, we, we laid the groundwork for what was to come. And we were, I think we, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, so you can Say correct it. me if I'm wrong. I think we were a very valuable staff for you, and we were very important for you to get camp back, like on that up ramp, and, and to take off into the direction that we sure. were in. I think that was we were the guy. You know, we were thrusted into it at 17 years old. I mean, Shoney yeah. was doing a lot. I Taylor, didn't want you guys running programs your second year, but yeah, here we were. Yeah, we were. We struggled we through the it most together. Senior staff, right? I think Jonah yeah. and Rebo came for like the last two weeks. Was it? Were they there that first year or did they come back the year after? They came back your first year, I think for the last two weeks. Did they? Yeah. I, I, or it was the I next thought Rebo came back to work the next year. I, I would have to look or at Jonah it. Jonah did for yeah. sure because Jonah was working at APT. Yeah, I can't. I can't so many, the APT. It's hard to track connection. Jonah because Jonah like just kept coming back for random. Yeah. Like he and was there he was, for a whole summer and then he was there for four weeks and then he was there for a couple of weeks. he was a part of it with 11E. I mean, yeah. He was a big part of that year in 2017. So 11E started in 20, like that was, yeah, that was just purely 2017. Well, it started off as 16A. That was the name of our crew. No, 16. Yeah, sure. Top, you know, 16A, best of the best. And then <laughs> the, the 16A group chat became too big. So then what's the opposite of 16A? You know, 11E. But every point's worth one, Jason. What, um, what's your most regrettable name you put on the back of a competition jersey? <laughs> you, you asked us this one when we got the jerseys. I remember one year I put like lightweight 11 on it. It was my 11th year at camp. And I put lightweight. You're like, why? And it was just so, it was so dumb. <laughs> and I don't know why I did it. The next year I just put Blackman 12. Cause I was like, I think this may be the last year I was going to be at camp. So I wanted like a, like a, a traditional like Jersey. And sure. I wanted like something with my last name and the year, you know, cause that was just, it was just silly. I was just like, I thought it was funny. I was like a dumb college kid. It's like, Oh, like lightweight and heavy, light, heavy, lightweight and heavyweight with Ethan and I. And we were just like, 
every year now was, I like I always stupid. make yeah. a blank so I like have one to wear that doesn't have anything on the back. Yeah. Just in case I really like the jersey but don't. What's yours? That's interesting. My I, most regrettable yeah. one. I have many. Yeah. I for I don't think I had I don't think I had a good I don't think I had a good or clever name on the back of my jersey for years. I wish I would have just put my last name. No joke. Yeah. yeah. I swear that one year I put winning is everything on the back of a jersey. <sighs> Come on. Jason. It is the most cringeworthy thing I've ever done. <laughs> it is it is one of my biggest is one winning of my winning is everything. I was Give 12. It was one of my biggest camp regrets and it was a great jersey. It was like um oh, I was funny, 14. Man. Yeah, it was it was we had green and white jerseys and they were like the two button softball jerseys. Oh, yeah. Like Winning we'll in. never put that thing on again. Was that two lines? Yeah, it had to be you know? two lines. <laughs> yeah, so unnecessary. Oh my, winning twelve year. You were you were a killer back then. You wanted yeah. to win. Win it all. Locked in. Man, so dumb. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah, I don't have any like uh, you know I like black daddy, black and yellow. Black and yellow is funny. Yeah, that's that. That's not a bad. One. I, but I like 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 the traditional, just like your last. You'll, yeah. you'll kid, kids. You know, you'll I like did a lot of good things. I did a lot of good things at Menominee, but I like I can never get the jersey right, and like I hate myself yeah. for it. Um. So yeah, kids out there, like just put some on. Like just go classic. Like don't 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 reach. There's no yeah. you're gonna regret it later, especially if you like the jersey. Yeah. And if the joke doesn't and if it doesn't land, yeah, it's just you you're like, oh man, and if I'm wearing this to, around for if two. If people days. have to ask you about it year like a year later, if people are like, What the what was Like the a Kawaga yeah. kid at like what is that guy's jersey? That's the worst. Yeah. It's like, okay, like the worst. it's that bad that like even these kids are like, All right, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. yeah don't 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 do it. That's great advice, Jason. Um, camp advice is, would be a good question. To camp advice, list. like camp advice. Well, to like I think we just camp. we just put down some. Yeah, really don't good. put don't put anything bad on your. Um, think through your competition. Jason. Okay, so We've got a lot of questions here. I'll tell we you. don't have to go through all of them. But, so what? Why don't you go? Like, tell me, is there something else you want to answer? Is there something you wrote down that you really want to get into? Because wow. we're. Uh, we're approaching yeah, food. That was a good topic. Yeah, we are approaching. You said the chicken Kiev was making a comeback. Huge comeback. That is just people are obsessed. Awesome. I love the Kiev, and I think I love the Kiev so much. I came back home after camp and forced my mom to make chicken Kiev. So we started having have chicken it? Kiev in the Blackman family. Did rotation. you have it that, as a banquet option? Is that why? No, we just. I mean, I don't know if we were, you know living the high life at that point that we were having Kiev. You know, like, just I don't remember ever having Kiev outside of a banquet option. No. I, and then yeah, I think in happened. 2020 when we did the resort with the Doy Boys, like Tombs put it on the menu and they were like, we got it. We got to make it a thing. And now it's, it's, yeah. the, it's more requested than steak at the banquet. That's unbelievable. By like miles. Yeah. I mean, it's good though. That's the problem. Yeah. The potatoes at the banquet, I'll tell you. That might be the best thing on the menu. What was your uh, so? What was it your was favorite so camp meal? And what's your ride or die canteen? So my well, I think my favorite camp meal is the is the Kiev. My favorite camp meal experience, without a doubt, is chicken wing lunch. Okay, everybody turns into f f 
Pythagoras. I mean, doing, okay, we got three wings a person. We got 10 people at the cabin. We can go up four or five times. Maybe we can get, you know, 200 wings as a cabin. I, that was so much fun. I wish Just I like that banter at the table. I wish I would remember the number because every time Chicken Wings is brought up, well, you, I have to go, yeah. I have to ask Jeff, like the poundage, the sheer that's, poundage that's that we used to what, go through as a kid. Num- what's the poundage? I don't remember. I have to like... Every year? Like, I need him to tell me, like, how much, how many pounds of chicken wings we would go through in a day, in one meal yeah. as a camp. Outrageous. I mean, the thing that, here's a camp grudge. The fact that, you know, I was a bigger boned, you know, intermediate, and I was only getting two chicken wings. And some seniors who were probably half my size were getting three chicken wings. That was a big seniority thing. Like, seniority, I think you've done a good job of, like, moving away. Like, seniors getting more food, then that's where I, you know, that's where I draw the line, personally. Fair. Yeah, that was a big thing. When that I was, was a, a huge too. thing. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, no, like, seniors get this. Like, they don't. It was like, why? No, I think yeah. we moved away. I think And, we've... like, the senior cabin could just go up on wing day, like, four, five, six, seven times in a row and just keep <laughs> getting wings. And then, like, the cabin three kids would be crying. I remember. I was that kid once. I it was, was not, sad. I wanted that was more. not with me. No, never. Um, that's not happened with you. Okay, what else? Silent meal. That's devastating to me that that's gone away, but you were 100% right about the fact that I think I was the only person that liked it as the one that ran it. Right. So I get that. That's understandable. Um, food, going back to that, though. Danny Slutsky had a terrific take at Canteen, moving away from the, yeah, in, the indoors. Now let's go to the rocks at Canteen. Uh, big soda pop guy. I was always getting a soda pop. Had a big bag of change every year four quarters every canteen loves, why did you just bring dollars because my dad had change i mean we're going to be economical we don't need to go to the we don't need to turn those in that at the bank so we got much. we got quarters it's so many quarters it was absolutely ridiculous um so that was big in the pretzels uh he was spot on it was the biggest bag of food it in fact it was yeah easy those fact that random off-brand was, bag of pretzels but probably the best so pretzels, pretzels i've ever had still yeah. to thin, this day crispy like yeah thin big Amazing. crispy yeah yeah it was it was like the mcdonald's fries of pretzels. I'm with you there. those are top tier uh i would get that a lot and then like you said you just you know kind of scavenge for some other you know you get an m&m here or there you get you know a bite of something you get some twizzlers that Twizzlers was another one that I would get a lot. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a, a random one at you before we get it back into these and then sure. close it out in a few. But um, what was your what's your best town day group or town day memory? Did you ever do something ridiculous on town day? <laughs> yeah, I can I admit this on the pond. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. I don't know if I want to admit this on the pond. So one year, <laughs> one year on town day, we were. Uh, I had a, we had a pretty good group. I was the, I was the senior cabin counselor, I think that year. And I was with a couple, I I don't even know if I want to say the other guy's names just to keep their identity hidden. But we were like, you know, we're attached to this group, but we just kind of like did our own thing on town day. So that was, that was pretty fun one day. So you were, were yeah, I think you're saying that you weren't really formally asked to be a town day counselor. Correct. And you, no group asked me. My to be guess a, is you you found a creative you creatively acquired your way into not being asked to be a town day counselor so that you could float around and have your own town day with one of your. But I ended friends. up with different groups of people. We sure. started off as a group, and I, my vi- most vivid memory is 
seeing Woody in the coffee shop and hiding like behind the bookshelf. Because it was like, just you in there. It was just me and I, I think it was Rebo and Taylor and so it was like some good some good people and we're like, all right, like we're, we you're, have to we have to go with a group. You're starting so, like, to name a I'm group to that was too big. Yeah, it was, it was a bit, and I'm starting <laughs> to sweat. So I was like, we figured that out and we're like, all right, we got to like actually go with the group because this would be really bad so like from there we went to kobe sushi tagged on to a big group of people and then we were with them the rest of the day sure so it only lasted like 30 minutes but it was like i was like i think you're backtracking and understand like no 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 it was bad because like we were like if woody does this 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 is this is bad is there anything else that you want to tell me that i don't know no, there's nothing. There's Anything nothing you want to air. See, no, you want to put out one of my bigger anything? one of my bigger regrets, and this is was like we were we were a really good group, and I was like a really good counselor. Like, I didn't really allow like kids to like do anything ridiculous. I was just like, guys, like you'll have your time that to like have fun and do. No, I, like as a counselor, but as a camper, just like I never did it. Like you know, if, sometimes maybe I wanted like. You know, like a Cheerio, like at night, you know, just like a cup of Cheerios, you know, what, what is that? Did, what, did that ever harm anybody? You know, just wanted to walk to the mess hall. Like I never rated, like people be like, oh, like we, you know, rated the mess hall, did all this. It's like, we were a group that like, we, we didn't really feel the need to do, you know, we were, we like, were nice, sensitive, nice, dorky you know? rule followers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I carried that over into, you know, I, I didn't want like my kids to be out there doing stuff because then that reflected were, badly on them. You guys them. were very good cabin counselors. You know, there's no, there's no need. And I didn't want their summers to get ruined by doing something silly. And it's like, look guys, like there's times to have fun and there's times to not have fun. And like, sometimes you just don't, there's no need to go like do raid the mess hall or like go out of the cabin tonight. Like there may be a night where you want to do that and we're going to have like a sneak out. There's going to be a fun thing, but like, is there a thing or a rule or tonight. something that you always did with your cabin as a counselor that like, like made you like something fun or ridiculous oh. or like some you, you maybe shouldn't admit again, again, like we, we, we never, rule really, followers. yeah, we were, we were pretty good rule followers. We didn't do like, you know, there was no need for us to, you know, to bend the rules with you and, and Woody. It's like, you know, if you follow the rules here in the cabin, good things are going to happen and we're going to have fun during the day. And is there, ever, gonna be great. is there a conversation that you and I ever had about something that like, sticks in your brain that you remember that I like, like, yeah, like- yeah, there was, what it, it was the going into one of the Ojibwa softball games as a counselor. We, we played them at their place for the first time. That probably was 2016. I think sure. 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was. Um, and I hurt myself going into it and I was really pumped up for the game. Cause a co- Ojibwa counselor said something about me at geos one night <laughs> Then I'll tell you what, man, that, you know, like Michael Jordan took that personally. I, I took that personally. So I remember you saying, and like Shoney, I was like, I've never seen Blackman this locked in for anything. So I hurt myself and I was in the office with you sitting there. And I was like, you know, Jason, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to bat. Like, you know, my left arm is hurting. He's like, well, if you can't bat, you're not going to play. And I remember being like so upset at you. And I'm like, if I don't play this game, I'm going to be livid. Because I was, that was going to do everything in my power. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to swing two hands. And if it hurts, it hurts. I'm playing in this game. And then we ended up losing and I lost to that guy who was the opposing pitcher. That, that's a loss that stuck with me. That was, that was one that was tough. I felt like I pitched a pretty good game. We didn't play particularly well. We didn't lose a lot. We didn't lose a lot. Yeah. That was, that was actually, can I, can I be honest with you? That was the last game we lost. 
because the next we won against Kawaga that year, and then we swept them the yeah. next year for sure. Because so we we scored we outscored them like twenty three to like three in like the last three or four innings, like something. Like yeah, there that. were a few. It was it was we we blew them out. I remember them being happy the first couple innings, cheering, the little kids saying some some yeah, nasty stuff to us, running and, on the field, yeah. and then by the end of it, That's they were pretty quiet. You're at least in the infield. Yeah, those it's no spring picnic out there, and uh, I love those games. In the outfield, man. I, yeah, I, I mean, do too. That's why we keep. I doing was it. running to first base. Yeah. Little kids saying some stuff to me. I'm like, man, the, the, like, the oh, day that like, the I day that that game get in shape. Yeah. The day that that game doesn't get like me fired up or the juices pumping. Like that's the day that I'll 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 wow. recuse myself. Do you think he'll ever not pull? I mean, now I you can't know. see that now, right? It's just it just it gets me every time. Like yeah. in a competitive way that. Like, yeah. it's nice to know that it's still there. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, they always say athletes know. It's like, you don't feel it anymore. It's like, yeah. man, if I had the opportunity to go back and play in one of those, I would be a menace. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I don't. I'm happy with the way my counselor career ended. You, we, don't, we don't need to go back to you'd it. You'd brought something up before. Maybe we'll close it out here. Yeah. Um, you, like, is there a moment that we had that, like, you said you were, there was a genuine thing or did we, did we cover all of it? No, it's well, no, no, no. It it's completely different. So that year when you first bought the camp, that was after 2014. So between 14 and 15, mm-hmm. my intention, well, I, I wasn't going back to camp. Like I wasn't allowed to go back to camp after that. So I remember where I was, it was in the winter. I was in Naples for the first time in my life. And I got a text Naples, from Florida. T- Naples, Florida for the first time in my life. And I got a text from Taylor that said, Jason just bought the camp. And I literally like started screaming at the pool, ran upstairs, ran to my room because, and the first thing I did is I went on Facebook and I remember messaging you and you can look back on Facebook and you can see if there's a message and I'm pretty sure there is. Okay. Just like saying like, Hey, like I want to talk about like coming back to camp because like up until then it was over for me. Like I wasn't going back in 2015. I was done. I don't know if the guys my Ooh. age knew that. I don't know if a Here lot of people is. knew that. This is crazy. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it, it had to be February of, I don't know, maybe January, February of 2015. Yeah. January 17th. Wow. And you signed it sincerely, comma, Andrew Blackman. Wow. <laughs> That's very so formally. funny. Yeah. I was just like, hey, like I wanna, you know, I wanted to talk to you about like being on staff. Like, I think. I don't know if I remember. So that to me, like you I you along s- with many other people that I've talked to are very excited and I'm looking forward to the best summer ever. That's great. That's so adorable. You should you should frame that. That's like the Tebow speech. And you you wrote your email in here. That, and then that you, used to be professional. And then huh? you followed up like a week later because like, I hadn't you, sent you a contract yet. I tell you, I so wanted there's a lot to, going on. Yeah. I, you would, yeah. I didn't realize I was looking, you know, selfishly. Great. At that it's the only time we've ever messaged on Facebook. That's I'm glad that that message came up, but uh, like what that meant and like extending Hilarious. my career, because one of the things that was, was difficult is I had a conversation. I think it was with a couple of the frontiersmen at fantasy camp and they, had, again, I, I don't know what happened and I don't know a lot of details, but like they had referenced that maybe like their camp career was cut short as counselors. And a couple of them only went for like a year or two as counselors. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember having that conversation and then thinking back to that and I was like, 
how different would my life be if I just, if I stopped going to camp? Like, what would I do? Like, I love camp. It's a place that like I talk about, I make sure that I go to fantasy camp every single year. It's a place that like, again, like, would I be in broadcasting? Would I have the confidence to do what I do if it wasn't for camp? And I don't, I know that the answer is no, like that. I came out of my shell there and, and, and I'm forever indebted to the place. And like you extended that for me. So that's why, like I said, it's a very, you know, it's, it's kind of a softer side, but like that, that was real. I wasn't going to go. And you know, there was no conversation before. I had no idea anything was going to go down. You did that the first day I texted you ended up being back. And my biggest regret is not going in 2018. So it should have been four extra years on staff. So instead it was only three. So again, Listen, I appreciate that. And you know, and I we're think here now. you coming back had a dramatic impact on, wow. on a countless number of campers and staff. Well, that's great. I said my biggest, like the thing that like looking back at camp, the thing that, that makes me the happiest is seeing like the doy boys and those guys still at camp and like seeing some of the other guys that I counseled and like the group that they have and like just how they've like the grown groups up just keep coming. And they, and, and I think like you asked, like, what's our legacy? Like as a group, I think that 11 E by the end of it, we were, we weren't just one age. We were a conglomerate of different right. age groups. It usually happens where it's like a group of three to five years worth of, of right. people potentially. And we were all, we were all really, you know, we were really close and like we went to fantasy camp and I think with fantasy camp too, like we were a group that kind of to bridge the gap between like the older generation and the newer generation. Am before, I the older generation now? Well, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, so. I guess based on, you know, cause nothing, nothing in the world started before 11 E, you know, so that's oh, where we're starting. Right. Yeah. Well, of course. Um, but yeah, you know, any, uh, so we got to wrap it up. Yeah, we got, of course. Because we did a, like, this was great. Yeah, Jason. I think I mean, we got a lot going. of it out there. Sure. We got a lot of stuff. Is there anything yeah. in your notes that I, I you want to bring up? I mean, again, you've got a huge Kiev guy, uh, <laughs> camp regrets. Who took the softballs? Uh, come on. <laughs> Everybody knows <laughs> that. that. Shoney, free, that who took specifically my balls? Shoney. Shoney, that question. Um, um, the camp for next, snapping. You said snapping. Snapping. Can I snap know. all the time. Do you want to plug... Um, any highlight accounts that we should follow or any social media? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you will follow the at highlight league, yeah. J A I A L A I league, you know, that'll, uh, and can, where can fun. people, you are the live announcer for magic city highlight for magic city highlight. Okay. So can people I, like watch people can watch us on YouTube or they can go over, to watch highlight.com. We have an app in the Amazing. app store too. You just search highlight. It's the first app that comes up. How do you you spell it? J A I dash A L A I. Great. So it's the highlight app. You get it right there. You can check out our live games. We're not going right now. We'll come back in season in February, February to about may have a couple months off in, in the summer. And then we come back from about September to December. So we got, we're, we're in the off off season right now, but Appreciate that. And we'll have to get you Jersey. I said, we'll get you. Oh, we have the green, like the post four is the green. So that would be fun to just, you know, get one of those jerseys, send it. Maybe we can get like a camp Menominee. What, uh, what year is it? It's coming up. 96. On, I was going to say it's coming up on a hundred. Do you coming have big up. plans for a hundred? We're working on it. You want to be, you want to help us? I, I might, I, maybe I'll be there. Uh, well, I would hope a hundred. Like I would, that would hope be that cool. you're there for whatever we do. 
that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember doing 90. We had a, it was my birthday. Also one of the, it was the 31st. We had a big cake and I blew out the candles for the big 90 cake because it was my birthday when we also. We had a cake? Yeah, totally. For <laughs> nine, for ninety, not you. No, I don't think that was. I, I think that was. Yeah, I think I don't think that was. I think. Yeah, I think. Steve no, was, I was here. You may have been there. No, I'm saying I was oh. the owner. You I made the shirt. You may have been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you ran. The place. I thought this is my ninth summer coming up. Like, yeah, I was there for. Can I also say this is just so random? I loved just like going into your house unattended, like having that authority where you're like, yeah, just grab a softball from the basement. <laughs> Love it. Come on, just. Keep injecting it's, that into my veins. It's the little, just like going to the little, like you the said. little things. I still can't think of a camp grudge, but you know, we'll get there eventually. Last question. Yeah. Then we're going to close it out. Yeah. Did you enjoy, what was your favorite thing to run or did like, was it being a cabin counselor? Was it being a green and white tower? Was it being a coach? Was it like as a staff member, what was your absolute favorite thing to do? Running skid nights. Wow. That's a great question. I loved the green and white stuff, like like the hatchet hunt and like the longer overnight yeah. events, that was a lot of fun. Because we had, a, I think it was Revere's Ride in British and American mm-hmm. and for B&A and putting the hatchet hunt together, which you brought over from Lennox. That was awesome. I remember the first year and the clues that we had and what we were thinking of. Because I'm, you know... I, I like to be challenged a little bit and I'm a little creative. So me and Chorch is sitting there with you going through all those clues like that. That was, that was a fun memory. I wish I would have thought about this when we were talking about Taylor, like their biggest regrets. Cause I don't think we talked about it. Like his biggest regret had to be opening up the, the box at the waterfront during staff hatchet hunt. Oh my God. Where the hatchet was. And it being taped to the inside of it, him looking in the box and then closing it and coming back. He said that he did. He said he looked right there early on. Yeah. That's tragic. Jackson Wheel, shout out, best hatchet hunt player he of all time. He just finds it every He just year. finds the hatchet. And the, did he find it as a counselor too? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like our first year as a counselor. Ridiculous. Won it two in a row and then he got that one. Anything else? This is your last chance. Before this is my we, last chance, yeah. Jason. I, I don't know if there's, if there's anything. Well, I do want to just shout out again, uh, a couple of, of groups of people. He said the doy boys, those yeah. guys, they were great. And like being a counselor for them, I, you didn't have to like do anything. It's like being like, it's like coaching Patrick Mahomes. Like you just have to be the, you just got to be there. Just control the guys, <laughs> keep them in line. I didn't have to do anything. Don't overcoach like, coach it. You know, they were, they were yeah. a great age and they were, and they were awesome. And I, I mean, I can go through like all those guys, but like, you know, Benji, Isaac, Brett, Smiller, A to C. I didn't want to start naming them. See, this now, is tough. See, yeah, now I'm going to get stuff. I'm going to yeah. stop. And if I didn't You're say You're going to forget yeah. names. But, um, yeah, they, they were great. And then going with those, you said difficult age, the 14-year-olds. But they were they were awesome. Um, and Junior Twilight League is the best Twilight League. That was my last Let's end. Take. Let's end there. You, that's that's you, my last take. You and then followed by Benji. Like your commitment to Junior Twilight League Love and the it. legacy thereof, the amount of games that you guys combined have pitched in Junior Twilight League, the patience that it takes, and the like outrageous. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. Being with seniors, you want to, you know, be with the little guys. They're fun, they have fun. So. This is, do you great. feel good about this? Like, do you feel like you got everything feel, out there? You know, you f- I feel, I feel good. As he said, I mean, you could keep talking. I love talking about camp, but you know, we got to get, the, you maybe know, one people. day we'll do a part two or we'll get you guys together, but yeah. With the, All right. The whole chunkers, Jason. Thank you pleasure. for, for hosting me and doing this. Hopefully the coming. recording sounds good for everyone out there, for Andrew and for the love of camp. I'm Jason Fogerber. See you next time. <laughs>